NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you. Appreciate the download. Appreciate you checking us out as we come out of Indianapolis and we're getting ready to head into Michigan. And my, oh my, did Indianapolis give us a lot to talk about in the cup race and the Xfinity race and the truck race and the Arca race. There was a lot of racing that went on over the weekend at Indianapolis. And uh, coming up in a moment, we're going to give you something special here from that racing weekend. All of this, obviously, as we get ready to go to the, the Irish Hills of Michigan. In this download later on, you hear from producer Trey. We're going to give you the odds, give you the broadcast schedule as we head to Michigan for a triple header weekend, Arca Xfinity and Cup. But before we do that, we did something last week that we've never done here before on Wide Open. We went to um, the Speedway karting operation there by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Sarah Fisher's place, as we call it in the industry. She has an indoor karting venue. And last week, the folks at Reese's and the Arkham Menard Series, we had a celebrity pro am go kart challenge where we had drivers, we had media personalities, we had people from within inside the sport. We all got together, and we all convened, and we just had a fun night at the go-kart track. Well, I decided to take a microphone with me. And the, the coverage from that event, 
the people that we chatted with was a blast. We had an absolute wonderful time. Appreciate the invite and uh, very appreciative of the opportunity to talk to these young folks as uh, we were basically tearing up go-karts in, in Indianapolis last Thursday. Uh, it started, obviously, when we left the hotel and we arrived on the property. There was a sponsorship announcement for Rev Racing. We started there. Then we went inside, and then we got the lay of the land as far as the karting. Uh, and everyone that was involved, the process, the procedures. And you're going to hear from a lot of, of interesting young men and, and older men and interesting people that were involved in the entire night that night. We go a little in-depth, do a little something different. We'll button it up at the end, and we'll basically footnote the weekend as it unfolded and as we separated ourselves from it. So this is the first ever audio journal that we've done basically on the scene and live from Indianapolis. This happened this past Thursday. Hi, folks. We're in the car. We're headed downtown Indianapolis, getting ready for the Reese's Celebrity Pro-Am Go-Kart Challenge. There will be two representatives of the Motor Racing Network in the field tonight, Alex Hayden and Program Director Ryan Horn. Alex is actually at the controls of the rental car right now. You feeling, uh, you feeling good, Sporty? I do feel well. I'm ready to go. I think uh, I think the pros are in for a hurting today. Ryan, you good to go? Well, you know how, have you ever heard the thing where you never play pool with a guy that walks in with his own cue? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our driver tonight, <laughs> rocking the helmet bag. He's got his own helmet in hand, ready to go. I see that you, you traveled equipped, Alex. You know, I bought this. I, I used to do some kart racing on the side. And it's just been sitting around inside my helmet bag for the last few months, if not a couple of years. So I thought, this is an opportunity, if and only if I can make it fit in my luggage to carry on the airplane today. And it worked, so I've got it. And I'm thinking that good vibes are ahead, my friends. Let's see if the MRN crew can respond in kind. Well, we've wandered in here, and look who we bumped into, but Rajah Karuth. Ready to go go-kart racing tonight? We'll see, Mike. Never seen this place before, so we're gonna have some fun. Got all the Chevy people here in Game Ridge, so in addition to, I guess, NASCAR people competing at this place. So I've heard some very fun things about this racetrack and facility, and hopefully it'll be a good start to a fun week in Indy. Have you ever done any go-kart racing? Yeah, um, I have my own kart. Um, Alex Murray and Chris Murray helped me with it. Uh, it's a K senior kart. I go to GoPro, I try to go to GoPro pretty frequently. Uh, besides that, that's really it. You're the points leader this year so far in the Arkham Arsenal. You're halfway through the series. You're still looking for the first win. What's the vibe right now around the racing? Because you and Nick rev racing. Things are firing on all eight. You guys are one and two in the points. Uh, I think the vibes are pretty chill right now. I mean, we're still linearly focused on linearly, not literally, linear, like linear line. <laughs> we're focused on, you know, the big goal, right? So uh, I think we're just all focused on that and hoping to achieve it for, for rev. Um, that's it. How's uh, how's iRacing treat this place? Um, well, I wouldn't say iRacing was a big help, but Mark is a big help too because he's raced here. Come here. Yeah, Come here. Mark. Mark Green is in the house. Of course, that's a name that goes way back in this far. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing I'm good. You're losing a lot of weight. I know. Yeah, we're down 83. <laughs> We're down 83. I used to cover Mark back when he drove, uh, and then you get a chance to work with young men like Rajav. What's that like for you? Uh, he's been a very pleasant surprise. He he came straight from our racing, and and uh, like, oh no, are you kidding me? We're gonna try to train a high racing guy. 
never set in anything, real life I call it. Uh, but we put him in Legends cars to start with. He did two years of that, and then late model two years, and now um, he's in the ARCA car, and he's way exceeded my expectations just because of his background. He never ha he never set in a car till four years ago, so he's and he's a good kid. That's that's the plus. Now you know it's funny you bring up oh no we got to you know train an eye racer we got to teach an eye racer. The worlds could not be two totally opposite of the newest technology and you as a driver from some of the oldest technology that the sport has. Exactly. Uh, uh, the iRacing teaches kids now the basics and, you know, all the tracks and this, that, and the other. Uh, we did it real life. We had to go, you know, hit the wall and, and learn, uh, can't do that. And then we'd have to learn the tracks and we'd have to travel and, and do all the things. Now you can just sit in your living room and do all the things we did, as you know, uh, through all the, the summer uh, racing. So um, I kind of envy that a little bit because it's got to be way easier than the way we did it. Well, you didn't have a reset button like, like these boys and girls have now. Well, uh, Raja, unfortunately, last week in the Xfinity car had a little issue on the first lap. And I, at the first, he called me, and, and he's a really good kid. He called me and said, Dan, because I was spotting for him too. I had what down in turn one, just, you know, kind of give him some pointers, tell him stuff, keep him, keep him in line. And, he called me and said, man, I hate it. I they waste your day. You come over here. And I said, didn't waste my day because guess what? I can hear, I can see, and I know what happened. I can tell you. Lesson learned. So, Is working with young people something you've always wanted to do after your driving career? Or is that something that you just swerved into or fell into? Um, I always, actually, when I was driving, I would help young kids at that time. Um, and I don't know. I just had that personality. I like, I like kids. The, the younger I liked because they all listen, they're full of energy, and they whatever, whatever you tell them, they'll do. Uh, a couple of our late model kids we have, um, you know, I can say, drive it through the infield if I tell you, and they'll do it. So that's the best part is to help and see the result. I've bumped into Max Siegel. Boy, that's a name for a lot of race fans. It goes way back. How you been? I've been great. I've been great. Good to be here. Good to see you. Long time ago, back at DEI, now leading the Rev Racing Charge. What's what's life like in the Rev Racing ranks? You know, it's exciting to be a part of up-and-coming careers, drivers. I mean, when you look at Kyle Larson, Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, and see they came from here, it really gives me a lot of uh, joy to see how we've been a part of, of some careers, amazing careers. Well, watching Nick and Raja, and obviously they have taken this opportunity and they're maximizing it. But you guys are putting fast cars on the racetrack. It's not just the driving element. It's what goes on back of the shop, too, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I couldn't be more proud of our entire organization, the competition folks, uh, Coach Horton. It's just amazing how they all come together to support um, our drivers and our crew members. Where does, where does the quest for new talent begin? Obviously, there's the combine with the drive for diversity. But where do you start looking for the next driver, the next tire changer, the next mechanic? under every single rock out there. Uh, you know, we look at the tracks, but frankly, it's uh, really wonderful to see Raja, who came off of iRacing, right? So you identify talent, people to have a passion for it, give them a platform and support, and see if they thrive. But we're looking across the country constantly, talking to anyone and everyone out there that knows someone involved in motorsports and looking to attract them into uh, rev racing. You know, the driver can make the car go fast through the skill set. That's still being developed. One of the things that I'm taking away is 
you also give them more than that. You give them fast race cars to drive, you give them the opportunities, but you also train them to deal with media, to do interviews like we're doing right now and all that. I've chatted with Nick, I've chatted with Raj, I've chatted with a lot of other men and women, and you give them a good foundation. How long has it taken to get that program together where you can prepare a driver not for every eventuality, but for a lot of things that come down the line, like media and things like that. Yeah, you know, the first couple of years uh, that we were involved in the program, and this is our 14th year, you know, we tried to refine the model. We tried to figure out what we needed to support our drivers and to d develop them. So they're required to work in a shop. They do media training. They get driver coaching. They see a sports psychologist, and Phil pushes them physically. And so we see that all those things kind of contribute to them becoming well-rounded. But, you know, two or three years, and every year we're trying to get better. Uh, and I think, you know, the results are showing with the talent that we have and how they're performing on the track. It's good to see you again, my friend. It's been way too long. Thank you. You too. Well, we bumped into Carson Hosevar. We're just talking about we've gone from the crutches to the cane. So we're making progress, yes? Yeah. Uh, I, I was off crutches for a little bit. I walked around my apartment and walked around Walmart to get this cane because uh, I ordered it on Amazon, but it didn't come in time. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. It was I got from the parking lot to the aisle, and then I was like, good. But then I realized I was in the wrong aisle, and then I got super, super tired. It started to hurt pretty bad and throb. So... Um, yeah, definitely needing the cane. I didn't know if it'd help or really do anything, but it got me that just extra little bit off the bone-ish, um, and it, it made worlds of difference. In all seriousness, though, how are you coming along? Because I know you've been in a lot of pain since Gateway, but you made progress. Where are you right now? I feel like I'm at 75-ish percent. I, always, I said at the beginning, like, not even knowing. I'm not a doctor, not anything. I'm not qualified, smart enough to be a doctor, but... Um, I thought it would take me to 60% very, very quickly, like instantly, like almost 60%. But the last 40, I was, I was like jokingly, like it's going to be a lot longer. And now I'm starting to understand really how long it's going to be. Like it almost hurts more now because I'm using it so much and it's like regrowing and re like getting back together. Um, but the ligaments and nerve damage is what it hurts right now. They said six months to a year. Um, which hopefully me being young helps band-aid that a lot quicker, but that's, um, that's where I'm at right now. The last 25% is going to be just a long process. Now, you're physically rehabilitating yourself, but you're also in a playoff run, and you're trying to win a championship. How much does this take away from your focus of, of getting the truck right, doing all you need to do, but now you have to focus on yourself and try to heal all at the same time? I don't know. I guess my best answer is we're at a go-kart place right now, right? Beating the hell out of each other. I mean, I don't know. We were at uh, Pocono doing, um, like, slick track stuff, and we were – I think my crew guys wanted to get themselves out of a weekend because they were hitting me harder than anybody. Um, but, no, it's – like, it's it hasn't been bad, honestly. Um, I don't know. We've gotten faster ever since me breaking it, so I don't know if there's a science to it. And I keep saying if we win a handful of races here, or at least win a race soon, um, everybody's going to have broken ankles or they're going to wrap it just like they had one. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it hasn't slowed me down at all, if not sped me up. But I, I, all I had to do is just change a little bit behind the wheel. You looking forward to the last 10 races or the last seven races, I should say? Yeah, I am. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm glad we're back at Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh, I grew up running tracks like these and running this track, running late models. So 
it's, uh, it's really cool that NASCAR comes back to a track and I've been here, so it works out. What's cooler, the IRP itself or the vibe around IRP with the fans and them sitting on the thing and down at turn one and all that? It's a pretty cool place. It is very cool. I think I just think the atmosphere of Lucas Oil Raceway is the coolest. You, you Everybody walks into the place and it's like, um, like seeing a ghost, you know? It's it, Nobody's been there for a while. Like, it's weird to see trucks on pit road there. So it's it's really cool, the whole atmosphere of it. And I see them flagging you out here. Is it your time to go? What are you getting ready to run here? Uh, the slick track. So hopefully we're not sitting here talking to me when I'm I'm hurt anymore or anything. But <laughs> I'm having a good time right now, all, all the crew guys. I, I, I paid, but I have my mom's credit card, to be honest. Oh. So. But no, she was good with it. Everybody's good with it. So um, yeah, I paid for the 42 guys as a thank you. Um, you'll get ready for playoffs. Get out there. Thanks. That's Carson. He's getting ready to go. Crutch gone. Kane in play. But now he'll hobble over to the go-kart and give him the business here. Oh, we look over and all of a sudden, by the way, Jesse loves stepping in here. We looked over there and you were all out of whack. What happened over there? I'm not sure. Well. <laughs> I, uh, somebody must have took the air filter off my car. It definitely wasn't me. Um, I needed a little bit more horses, and I don't know. I just couldn't get off the corner and have no straightaway speed. But I guess my my tires really towed in or something. But yeah, about halfway through, I needed a little bit of more speed, so I I tried to loosen the air filter, and it came off a little bit more than I wanted it to. And then they threw the red to put it back on. So um, a little bit of ingenuity and. and I don't know, I'm glad I didn't get in trouble for it, but um, I think that's the end of our night for sure. I don't think we were quite fast enough to, to keep on going. So basically, this is what we get when we put a bunch of racers together. Yeah, ingenuity, absolutely. Yeah. Air filters and all, right? Yeah, I figured to get more air to the motor and go a little bit quicker, and it worked. The thing hauled the mail for like half a lap, and they caught it before I could obviously lay that lap down, but it, it would have been a good lap. I'm upset that they threw the caution or the red. For our listeners that are Jesse Love fans, what are you doing these days? What's 2022 have in store for you here? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, doing a lot of ARCA racing, a lot of super late model racing, uh, making my first midget start of the year other than the Chili Bowl um, this weekend at Macon, Illinois for Chad Boat. So looking forward to that and uh, obviously running some more dirt throughout the year and then obviously super lates and, uh, and the rest of the ARCA schedule as well. Are you having fun with that? Because it seems like you're doing a little bit of everything. Instead of being locked into one thing, doing different things, do you like that? Yeah, absolutely. I've always looked up to guys like Kyle and, and Christopher and guys like old guys like A.J. Foy and Tony Stewart, how they can kind of run whatever they wanted and, and be good no matter what they were racing. So um, I've always had a lot of respect for that, and I've always wanted to uh, kind of be known as, as one of those type of guys. Appreciate you stopping by. Now, we've seen people draw blood here. We've, we've got people bleeding. Are you going back out? Like, when's your next time? I'm not sure. I might go run some slick track stuff with my friends now. Um, but, no, I, I, my friend showed me a picture after the race of the of the tires all pointed in. So um, that makes sense of, of why the cart was so slow. But uh, I think that's the end of our night. I'm not sure. But if I do go back out, I'll, there'll probably be another air filter on the racetrack. Let's check back in with uh, Alex Hayden. What's that? Wait, what? Here, here's Raja. What happened now? We ran third. Yeah. Is that is that what you're trying to do? Time-wise. I don't know what I was trying to do. I don't know the format or anything. Like uh, like Dale Jr. said at the All-Star Race in 16, it's like find a uh, remote control helicopter. Don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Okay, so our Alex Haynes getting ready to climb aboard. Any tips you can give to him? It's wide open. Um, that's it. Don't look. Perfect. What's the surface out there? It's hard to tell what it is. Is it concrete? I don't know. I think it may be concrete with just so much rubber on it. Or something, or just maybe just colored asphalt. I don't know. Okay. You good? I'm good. What was your time? 
30-28. Okay. I gotta get I gotta get low mid 30. I don't think mid's gonna work. I got with low yeah, I'm 30s. Already, I'm already. I'm I would be third in this session. That's up right now, so that kind of sucks. I think it's because I had a big lunch today. We'll oh yeah, that's what the reason. That's what it is. Raja being the slim and trim young man that he is. Us older folk, perhaps maybe a little skin on the bones, may have a little harder go of it here. Yeah, we will. I mean, we're old, we're gray. At least I don't have as much hair, so that that won't slow me down. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a disadvantage aerodynamically, but the thing is, you got to grow it out to where you can get it like done a certain way, so it is aerodynamic. Some of us can't grow it out anymore. Oh well, sorry to hear that. <laughs> And we bumped into Brad Perez. The last time I saw Brad, it was for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at Coda. And now he's getting ready for his debut at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road court. Who are these guys that are, like, flagging you down over here? So these guys are actually the pit crew that I worked for uh, when I was at Martin's Motorsports from 2020 to 2021. <laughs> and I actually did my first ever pit practice with them driving the car. So I did pit practice with them actually last week. <laughs> they always give me crap. They're on the other side of the glass making all sorts of faces and certain gestures that we cannot reference on radio. But we'll just we'll just chat about you if they you know what? I tell you what. Let's do that. Let's yeah. turn around so cuz they're taunting him right now. So your first ever Xfinity series started at Indianapolis. How does that make you feel? I am I am honestly just super grateful to be here. Like I I wish I could like put it into words, but I feel like it's it's one of those things where when I show up and I see the pagoda and there's a garage stall with my name on it, uh, it will bring me to like internal tears, but they have to not be in external tears until I get the job done. So, I, I it's, it's hard to really put into words. Well, for those that don't know your struggle and the and your journey, you've been trying to make a go of it, and you've had a difficult time, and you've had a lot of people help get you there. What's that struggle like? You want all you want to do is race, but there's a lot of things that have to go along with that that have to be accomplished. Yeah, um, you know, I, I try not to talk about this too much because it's like, you know, I, I hate feeling like I'm a sob story. But I mean, I, I'm a guy who I've always loved racing ever since I was a kid. My parents weren't race fans. My parents weren't into racing. They didn't own a business. They had nothing to do with it. And um, growing up, I just had to find a way to make it happen and learn how to make it happen on top of trying to make a living and, and become an adult and mixing those two things has been really difficult. I've had a ton of different random jobs throughout my life and luckily I've, I've been able to make racing part of my job and to even have the chance to say that yes all of that culminated in the fact that now I can race in the NASCAR Xfinity Series is kind of crazy. <laughs> so how is the journey? What is it like trying to find people that will take a chance on you because it seems like that that's what it's coming down to. You got to you got to network and get to know people as a young man. How do you go about doing that? Um, it, it's all about really just putting yourself out there, but it's not putting yourself out there just to like be outside. It's it's learning how to talk to people, learning how to network, um, learning that you know you are not the biggest person in the room. People will not come to you and care about what you have to say. You kind of have to absorb and and, and understand and, and help understand other people uh, because if anything, you'll learn more how to approach situations and. I feel like that is what I've learned more than anything on the racetrack at this point. Um, but definitely it's it's more of a, it's a life thing. I think it's more of life lessons that kind of just apply to racing that I've kind of had to just figure out. Now I'm 25, so I'm not, I haven't figured it all out yet, but I'm trying to get there. But it's folks like us that have been around the sport for a long time that can appreciate the journey and appreciate the struggle. While it's difficult, 
you know, you had the passion. And a lot of times, guys get so swept up in paychecks and doing this and having to do that. Guys like you just want to be here and race, and that's refreshing for a lot of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like just like the next person, I mean, I, of course, I, I want financial stability in my life. I feel like it's almost kind of like the American dream. You want to be able to have your own house, have your own car, you know, you know, do whatever you want with your life, be able to go on vacation whenever you want. And for me, it's just I want to be able to live and I want to be able to race. That's that's about it. And whatever it, it will take for that to happen, that will that will quench my happiness. And also my side missions almost in that is just meeting awesome people and that's allowed my quality of life to be better you know meeting so many great drivers team members you know media personalities you know everybody and it i think in general being in this environment you get to meet all those types of people that are just like me and that they don't get the same type of highlight that i get and and just that in general it makes it all worth it i think all right so we're waiting for nick sanchez to go out on the racetrack now, we've seen a lot of on-track shenanigans. What are your thoughts about what you've seen so far here? I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll just have to find out. Have you driven go-karts before? Yes. Are you good at them? I'm not horrible. I'm not the best. You better ARCA racer or go-kart racer? I mean, they both have a wheel and four, <laughs> in, in four tires, so I'd say about the same, but it depends. Um, I don't think. I think it's just like hold this wide open and just hope you have a good kart. Well, speaking of the ARCA stuff, you're doing a great job this year. You and Raja and Rev Racing. What's this season been like for you guys? Um, it's been it's been a good season for me. Um, very inconsistent versus last year. We've had way better runs. Obviously, we have two wins. We've had way better runs, but probably three or four of those runs that probably should have resulted in a win obviously didn't come to fruition. Um, but we have way more speed than last year. We just need to capitalize on it. And it seems like that speed is coming in. Later in the race, sometimes when guys are falling off, the two car that you drive seems to come to life. But that's, is that because of the adjustments that they're making, things coming in your favor? What's that playing out there? Um, I think, obviously, I think there's positive adjustments being made for the long run. But I think just myself as a driver, the longer we go in, the more the track changes, the more I could change as the driver, and your lines change. And I feel like that's where I'm getting better at, and that's where uh, I'm improving the most, um, but I really enjoy that stage of the race. What's the long-term plan? What's the short-term and the long-term plan for you right now? Um, short-term plan is to go run the number 48 car and try to win in it in the Xfinity Series. Um, and long-term, obviously, uh, ideally next year, I feel like a full-time deal in the Xfinity Series is, would be my number one um, full-time deal in Trucker Xfinity um, in a winning with a winning organization. So uh, that's that's on the top of my list, and that's. That's what I work for. Anything in the works? Are you talking to folks to try to make that happen? Um, I feel like those four races that I'm going to do uh, for Big Machine is really going to put a lot of weight on what happens next year. So I just need to go perform, and I know if I run well there, um, hopefully the answer should be very easy. Uh, now we know the big stuff is about to happen. Charlie Crawl is here, responsible for communications for the Arkham Menard Series, what a fun night this has been. I'll tell you what, Mike, this is beyond my wildest expectations. I was hoping we'd get a couple few drivers, a couple few members of the media, and it has been like wall-to-wall -wall people all night long. What a great night. Uh, the folks here at Speedway Indoor Karting have been phenomenal to work with. Uh, the Reese's people, as you can see, have given us so much stuff to give away. Yes. Candy, shirts, hoodies. Yes. 
towels. I mean, I've got more candy to give away than, I'm almost ashamed to say how much it is to give away, but uh, I'm just absolutely blown away by this. It's, what a wonderful night. Well, we've had, had the privilege on MRN to uh, call the races for the Arkham Menard Series. They've given us some great races. But I think one of the biggest things for me, and it's events like this that allow us to get to know these drivers. A lot of young drivers in the series, and they all have a passion for racing, which is, which is spectacular. And I'll tell you, having had the opportunity to work with so many of them, both from not only the Arkham National Tour, but East and West, and to have Jesse Love here and Amber Slagle and you know and then you got Greg Van Alst, the guy who's local and he's you know it's just such an unbelievable event and and you know to, to learn the stories like Jesse he found out the day he turned 15 that he was going to get to run for Bill McAdally Racing out west and then he's won two consecutive championships what a great story and he's such a good kid and uh, they're always I always I feel like I get a little spoiled at this level because they haven't learned how to say no to some of these. <laughs> They're just happy to come and do it. You know, hey, will you do this? Well, yeah, absolutely, sure. So um, it is. It's a, it's a treat to be able to work with them and and uh, to get to see them. You know, enjoy some of these first moments in their career, like their first top five, their first pole, their first win. Stuff that I'm going to remember forever too. So well, and also. You know, you've had Venture 80 Motorsports. I'm going to choose them as an example. But Rev Racing is brand new this year. They bring in Nick Sanchez and Rajah Karut. These are two young men that are still learning their racecraft, but they're doing they're one and two in the points right now. It's spectacular what they're doing. Again, talk about beyond our wildest expectations. We've got a three-driver battle for the championship, and they're all within 10 points halfway through the season. It's like, this is incredible. And two of them are teammates, Nick and Rajah. You throw in Daniel Dye into that mix. And, and the sad thing is, I think if you add all their ages, it still doesn't equal mine at this point. But we have to go there. Yeah, we don't have to go there, but it, it is. It's just so much fun to watch these guys go out there and battle. And the amount of the, the skill level that they have at, at 18, you know, 17, 18, 19 years of age is just incredible. And, um, yeah, for, for the Rev Racing guys, as they had that big sponsorship announcement earlier today, I told uh, Max Siegel, I said, you know, the Venerinis have been around a long time. They've got a, I've been to their shop. They've got a lot of championship banners they got a lot of wind banners it'd be great to have another one of those cornerstone teams and they're putting all of those pieces in place it's great to have them max is such a dynamic guy he's got such a great organization and and we are thrilled to have him well we appreciate you having us and allowing us to come crash the party and hang out <laughs> with all these uh young men and women it's been a blast of course it's been fun calling arca races this year as well well, well it's so much fun to have you guys and crash i think is the operative word so i'm about to i'm about to go out and get my turn so fingers crossed the heats are over, and the final is about to take place, and our very own Alex Hayden has made the cut. Thoughts? Uh, I'm ready to go. Seven-lap race. Uh, we were racing the clock to qualify to get in the main. This is a big race now. We got Mama Smith, got Brad Perez. We got some big hitters in here, but the idea, Mike, is to block. Block. Here comes Mamba. Hey, I'm here. Block. That's the goal. Yeah, block. where are you starting? Are you starting on the front? No, I don't know yet. I so I hope that Hayden starts on the front because we're going to win this as a team. He's going to block for the number 18. Oh, now the team has broken out. We're going to split the Reese's. Yeah, I love Reese's, <laughs> and I'll give him at least a quarter of it. I'm okay with that. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. All right, so this is the tenor before the race starts. Yeah. Now, I'm going to visit with both of you after the race is done. Now, is this all rules off the window? Is this Hamlin Chastain? What do we got here? No, well, I mean, you go, you go ahead. We're competitors. We're going to race to win. Here. Yeah, yeah, no. So I'll I'll give him one bump, two bump. Actually, around this track, you got to give a lot of bumps because there's, <laughs> there's only let's be honest, there's only like one passing there's, zone. There's gonna be there's bumps. 
I'm just not going to, I promise I will not put you on your list. I appreciate that. And if I catch you, I promise not to do that to you. That's, that's fair. I got things to do tomorrow. And as we all know, rules made before the race starts change as soon as the green flag flies. We'll stay tuned to see how this goes. All right, checkered flag in the air. Here's Alex, Mamba. Mamba, we'll start with you. How was the race? Um, you know, I, we started, I don't know, seventh or eighth there, and we had a, we made like four spots in the first corner, so that was cool, but got up to third, and it was so hard. You know, arrow in here is really tough. Uh, the boys back at the shop gave me a great piece. Thankful for that. Thanks for all my spotters, uh, my sponsors, everybody. Um, it was a good race. I, I had nothing for those guys, though. Well, Alex, well but, but you won your you won, I won. I won my class. You won your class. I won my class. I, I mean, like, I got I lost to Brad Perez. So, like, at least in the pro class, the Haitians went 1-2. So, <laughs> you know, from the Olympic side, like, we feel really good about that going 1-2 in this uh, big event. It was a good fine. It was a good time all the way across. Had fun. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I, I needed, like, one pit stop. I think one pit stop I had him, but it's all good. One chassis adjustment away. Yeah, uh, yeah. one one just, like, let me start third instead of starting eighth. I was going to run through them. They weren't going to have a chance. Good show, boys. Thank you very much. It's good times. Good times, indeed. Had a blast last week at Indianapolis. And, again, thank you to Reese's and the Arkham Menard series and all the drivers and everyone that, that gave us a little bit of their time last week and allowed you – an opportunity to get to know them. Let's footnote some stories from that weekend. You heard from Raja Karuth and Nick Sanchez. In the ARCA race at IRP, Nick finished seventh. Raja finished eighth. We also talked to Jesse Love. He finished sixth. Mamba Smith, making his first start in the ARCA series, he finished in position number nine. You heard Carson Hosevar. He had a good night that turned bad. He finished 21st in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at IRP. And then, of course, Brad Perez, who was attempting to make his first start in the NASCAR Xfinity Series on the road course at the big track. He didn't qualify, and he'll give it a go again later on down the line. Again, fun times, and we appreciate the invite and being involved, and hopefully we'll be able to do it again. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Let us know what you thought about that. Let's transition now from Indy. We're heading to Michigan. Let's get our odds fix brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Please bet responsibly. Producer Trey is here to tell us about how things are going to unfold in the Irish Hills of Michigan. Trey, what do we have? Mike, it's very interesting odds once again this week because if you look at recent history at the Michigan International Speedway where manufacturers are in the spotlight because of the Heritage Cup and it's in the backyard of both Chevrolet and Ford, Ford has dominated the track recently winning the last seven cup races at Michigan International Speedway. But if you look at the top list of favorites, they are not right there. Chase Elliott, he is the favorite to win this weekend at Michigan. He is at plus 600. There is a co-favorite this weekend as, as well. Uh, it's Kyle Busch, who is on a streak without top tens for a while now, unless you you know, you know want to throw in there that Pocono race where he would have finished second but got disqualified there uh, because of the tape on the uh, on the grill, whatever you know that whole situation was with Joe Gibbs racing. But those two are the co-favorites, and then Kyle Larson, who is the last winner there for someone other than Ford when he won for Chip Ganassi Racing, uh, he is at plus 700. And if you're asking me for my pick, I'm going to go with Larson as well. Uh, Larson is a guy who everybody expected him to back up his huge season last year where he won the championship, won 10 races with another huge season. 
he only has one win in, in the second race of the season at Auto Club. But if you look at Auto Club, two-mile oval, Michigan a two-mile oval. Obviously, Michigan's surface isn't as worn as what it is out there in Fontana. But Kyle Larson, he has a ton of success in the past at Michigan, and he won earlier this season at Auto Club. So Kyle Larson is my pick this weekend. You want to look for a couple of long shots. Part of that four dominance at Michigan centered around Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is at plus 2,200 to win this weekend. And Harvick is in a situation where basically now he needs to win if he's going to get into the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs every single year since uh, this format started back in 2014, and he won his championship. So he is one of my long shots this weekend. And if you want to look a little further, go down to Austin Dillon at plus 6,600. He finished second earlier this season at Auto Club. He's also in a situation where he's going to have to win to get into the playoffs uh, with only four races remaining before the playoffs start at the Southern 500 on Labor Day weekend. So Larson's the pick. Harvick and Dylan are some long shots. And Mike, before I finish up my odds this week, just want to give uh, a quick shout out to two people who have helped out on the show the past couple of months. Uh, Jackson Kinney and Jamil Hawkins were our interns here at MRN uh, this summer, and they are both wrapping up with us this week. So just want to give a, a shout out to Jamil and Jackson. Thank you for all the help on Wide Open and everything here at MRN over the past couple months. And I echo that as well. A couple of bright, talented young men in Jackson and Jamil that have been helping us out. And hopefully our paths will cross. And maybe when school goes on break, come back and lend us a hand some more. So we wish Jackson and Jamil the best. We wish everyone the best in their in their gaming chances this weekend. As Trey started off his presentation there, Ford has ruled the roost. And Ford, I know, would love to get back to victory lane there at Michigan International Speedway. They need it, especially a team like Kevin Harvick. It's going to be a busy weekend this weekend in Michigan. We've got triple header action for you on Saturday alone. Our coverage will start with pole qualifying for the cup race, along with practice, 1230 p.m. Eastern time. We'll have coverage of the NASCAR Xfinity Series, New Holland 250. That's at 3 Eastern. Followed by the Arkham Menard Series, Henry Ford Health 200. That is at 630 p.m. Eastern. And then we're back on Sunday with the NASCAR Cup cars. NASCAR Live Race Day on the air at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. We're back with NASCAR Live on Tuesday at 7 Eastern and right back here on Thursday with another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks for the download. Thanks for checking us out. And we'll chat with you soon. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.